Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a social self-prez 911963. Hi, I'm Kaisa. I'm a sexual social 918 with the 3 and 5 fixes. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'm a self-prez social 911 with 514 and 413 fixes. One of the things I'd want to show with both of these dreams that kind of go into like our last podcast with Sammy and just like what I've been saying in general about um social also just being very very vulnerable even with people that have it in like you know if it's their dominant instinct like your ego your personality might be showing like some kind of like exaggerated persona or um, like a boundary. If you're social self-prez, you're very distant. Um, Social sexual might be like some other kind of role that you're trying to, you know, bring people in with or something like there's, there's some sort of um, like persona going on that I think these two dreams with both social dominance, one of social self-prez and one of social sexual, that it kind of really shows how vulnerable social is, even with people that have it as a dominant instinct. Like Sammy, you had your experience and you have it secondary. Um, and Kaisa, you have your secondary. When we bring my roommate on hers with the last, like I'm kind of just seeing in general, um, how heart piercing social can be um which i mean i i think we've all talked about how image like image center heart center can also be very like hand in hand with social um and i think this is kind of why they they play together really uh well in that way and there's a lot of vulnerability to exposing yourself to people um that social and heart both do. Yeah. No, it's, they're both very scary and you're right. They kind of go hand in hand. So that's been interesting to notice and it'll be interesting to see in these two dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just like in the context of social, um, uh, touching the intimacy of that instinct and how much we kind of invest in how we what how we want to manage the connection and relating and or uh, and instead how much we allow the authentic intimacy to happen mm-hmm. yeah like there's a lot of like unconscious control happening with social like picking and choosing like having a checklist, you know, especially with like sexual blind, like that checklist aspect of like, you know, who am I connecting with? What does it say about me? Just making sure you're like in the right group. It's like the right connection. And it's just very disconnected from how you're actually being seen in like actual connection. It's just very compartmentalized, very disconnected. So I was just agreeing with Kaiza. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. 
and how like in social connections, the intimacy there uh, within the connection kind of mirrors the intimacy within mm-hmm. and how your own vulnerabilities are mirrored in the connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why people are so afraid of being vulnerable um mm-hmm. because you risk that like that other person isn't going to to see just how much you're giving up essentially not even mm-hmm. like giving up giving over whatever the words would be right for that but it is you you are just like um showing a part of yourself that is not in the um boundaries of the persona that you're constantly giving mm-hmm. um and that's mm-hmm. why i i actually think that why dogs would come up so much in dreams with social um wherever it is in your stacking but i've just known a lot of social dominance with dogs in their dreams is just that that aspect of unconditional love that a dog gives um like no matter who you are that dog is going to like love you and be there for you that like that's kind of what social wants it wants an unconditional love from the people that they surround themselves with and the connections that they have like can I just show up and that's okay like however I show up that's okay but because that's a very painful thing to do because you do run the risk of someone rejecting you or, or making fun of you or like something like that, you know, um, because that's a risk, you're going to develop something that you think it, it, it is that ego game, Sammy, like you're saying of just like, Oh, well, but this says something about me. And like mm-hmm. that becomes the center field instead of knowing that, I just like, I just want intimacy with people. I just want love between people. I want Mm -hmm. to be accepted. I want, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to be who I am and someone loves me for that. Yeah. It's like also like something Kaisa said reminded me of this. It's like using social to like outsource or like outsourcing social, like for validation and respect. It's like, if you don't respect yourself, that it's like, it's just the kind of connections you're going for. Also, like, you won't be getting respected or seen either. Oh, that's so true. Connection Mm -hmm. to yourself, if that's like, you know, hindered, like if you don't truly love yourself um, or respect yourself, like even without the social connections, like you're not going to be able to make those connections in the first place. So it's also just like inwardly connected to yourself too. Like that's just such a damaged aspect of who we are um so mm-hmm. it's it, like it goes both ways like internal and external you know it's like mm-hmm. both are super frightening and yeah that's a huge part of it that like I kind of forgot about mm-hmm. yeah and too that's the, and you know it's a good thing that you brought that up it's like because we're it's the same that we've now experienced with self-preservation like because there's a an internal essence that is like you want the feeling the sense feeling like you're going to put that on 
something else. Like you're going to give that away. That's where the shadow comes in. That's why it's either like you're going to give away your light to someone like in, in that way. Like I really like this person is representing something, an aspect of me that or this essence feeling of belonging. And I'm going to just give that away to someone else. Um, and that is that whole, you know, you're not respecting yourself and stuff like that. Or it could be like, you know, I am not any of these things and I'm not this aspect of me. So I'm going to put that in someone else instead because I don't want to bear the pain of holding that in me either. Because if I did hold that in me and if that was me, I would be rejected or I would be, you know, less than what I want myself to be or something like that. It, it all comes into play um, mm -hmm. with with that, that in mind. That's like, that's like the weird paradox of that instincts that in order to create belonging, I will separate so that there's me or us and then the others. And by separating, I would somehow gain the sort of belonging I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then do we want to um, break down these dreams and see what we can find in them? Absolutely. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited for the first one. Okay. Because that's like literally, I mean, I'm not going to give it away if we wait. <laughs> Stop <laughs> spoiling it, Sam. <laughs> okay. Yeah, social sexual. Um, so we've now, we've talked quite a bit to social, some social sexuals. So um, we could get a better idea of it rather than me just um, blasting about it before. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we can do them some justice. We've got... A social sexual nine um, gave up one of their dreams. Let us uh, pick it apart. And so I will basically, I'll make it pretty vague like I did before with the self-pres ones. Um, I'll make it fairly vague and then what I think I see about it. And then I'll check in with you guys if um, you want to add anything or something. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the social sexual nine... Um, had a dream that a lion and a snake were fighting in the street it was like a busy street nobody was paying attention to them um except this person uh and i guess that they said the lion was very wary because it had already been bitten once so it was retreating while the snake was attacking um this person pulled out her phone to take a video of this and when she looked up after fumbling with the phone the snake was attacking her um, she ran into a store nearby, closed the door. Uh, there was a crack at the bottom and the snake came in and bit her leg. She didn't feel the bite, but she knew it happened. So she found a cushion somewhere, started pushing the snake back with the cushion until it was out the door, closed the door, and then sealed it with the cushion. So she started to feel the numbness in her leg from the bite and started to feel scared. Uh, but she kept telling herself to just keep moving and she was pacing around the store, and that's when she heard her friends' voices outside, and she went to meet them. And that was the whole dream. Um, so quick notes from, from me is that, like, first we've got two really opposing, <laughs> like, archetypal forces uh, fighting each other. And I just found this interesting because I didn't even make this... Um, 
like this wasn't one of my conclusions at first when I looked at the dream. I actually went back to my notes and realized that lions were one of the animals I mentioned that are social (laughs) and snakes are sexual. So here we actually have like social and sexual (laughs) fighting each other, like the archetypal forces. Um, And I kind of see this as her stacking of social sexual and then self-pres last is because like you have the socials starting to back off sexual creates a lot of chaos and then you have self-pres like her leg and her health and her well-being is now damaged and um she's affected by this and i also she this person is a nine so a lot of the um the numbness, the cushion, like we even had a cushion slash pillows in the self-pres dream with a nine. Like there is that numbing to what's going on um, and like not paying attention to what is violating oneself. Um, And so then I also at the end, just for all of this dramatic stuff to take place, she returns to social once hearing her friends and ignoring that pain or numbness that she's experiencing. Um, I also wanted to note the phone that she pulled out in the beginning. I think phones and computers, uh, like any kind of electronic device, does feel a lot like social, just because that is our connection to other people now. Um, Is it always going to mean that in dreams? Maybe not, but I think it is important. It's actually in both of these dreams which I find interesting. Um, So the fact that she's using her phone and to take a video of this happening is also kind of like, at least with social sexual being a bit more sin flow. And what we've learned with some social sexuals is that like, that's different from social self-pres is like, they're a bit more um, like willing to be in social situations where a social self-pres kind of keeps them a bit separate and wants like their specific things, like not all, but um, social sexuals a bit more friendly with who they're being or like who they're around. And so I saw this as like, she's trying to share her experience. Like she wants, like if she's witnessing something, she can't witness it on her own. Like she needs someone else to be, to, to see what she's seeing. Whereas I think social self-pres, because they kind of back off, like they're, they push themselves away from people. There's a bit more of a reluctance to want to share so much, um, unless it's in the right circumstances, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my quick take on it. I don't know if you guys have something you'd like to offer because Sammy, you said you found you found it interesting. So... Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was, like, just a perfect example of, like, a social sexual nine dream. And mm-hmm. I thought, like, because this is self-pressed blind, I thought it was interesting that, like, the store she goes to um, for protection, which I thought could be, like, indicating, like, maybe self-pressed, um, there's, like, a crack at the bottom and, like, the snake gets in. Um, I feel like that kind of happens a lot in social sexual dreams. It's, like, this the self-pres like area is somehow like corrupted by something. And like, there's kind of this never ending, not never ending, but it's It's like untrustworthy. Yeah, exactly. It's something is broken or something's not working. And, you know, 
something gets flooded in that is like kind of destroying the self-pres environment. So I just, I found that aspect of it interesting too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I would like to add that um, to self-pres blind, um, there's this, like they are compelled to look for that company and stuff, whatever, uh, no matter whether they want to do that or not. It's like there's this kind of compulsion to do so. And because there is not that kind of self-containment, it feels like as if you are kind of naked to the world in a way. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I I actually had this... Well, this is a little bit off topic in a way, but like this self-press dream about um I was in a social gathering and I went I went to take a minute for myself because I I had like a major overstimulation going on. And I took a nap and during that nap I had a dream that I was driving a car and I stopped in the middle of a crossroads with a heavy traffic. And that's kind of how it feels like to find the self-containment. There's <laughs> all of this shit going on that I would have to attend to, but I have to like stop in the middle of a traffic. It feel it feels like weird to find a kind of self-containment. Yeah. And that's I find that super interesting because um even like how she says the lion was wary because it had already been bitten once, so it was retreating. Um like we had talked to a social sexual, like one of the things that I I didn't um, think of is how they said that, like you're saying, you're kind of naked. Um, so like you're aware of the chaos, but you also like don't have much control. Like you don't have the containment for the chaos. So you're just like over aware if people are, are going to see you as a mess and they're going to see you as like this you know naked sort of like vulnerable um event happening <laughs> like this mm-hmm. because we also have to remember like this lion and the snake is a part of her as well so it's almost like her social that archetypal lion the social creature knows that the sexual transformative creative snake is going to cause chaos. It's like the social instinct is aware that sexual in the middle is just kind of like, it can be fun, it can serve a purpose, but it can also be very destructive. Um, So the the lion's trying to back off, but that's when, you know, all of this starts to unfold and you're left to your own um, devices, essentially, whatever the phrase is. So it that that reminded me when you're talking about that um that big that's a big difference between social dominant and social sexual and social dominant and social self-pres. Social self-pres wants control, they do want the containment. Um they don't step too much out of their comfortability, their boundaries and stuff. Like they do want social juice of some kind, um but it's not going to be as chaotic. So I've noticed with social sexual dreams there's there is the element of chaos that definitely I don't have in mind and I don't see it as often in social self-pres unless there's like at the end of a dream. Like I know Sammy, we've talked with yours a lot. And actually Kaisa, you had this with your self-pres dream that like it's the end of the dream that kind of addresses the blind spot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that with mm-hmm. social self-pres. It's like, it'll start out in the social setting. Then like, you know, some kind of self-pres is mentioned. And then all of a sudden it derails, <laughs> it, like just derails into <laughs> chaos. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I think social sexual and sexual social have more of a, what the fuck is... And then we'll learn Maggie's, my my roommates later, um, which will be great. So, okay. Any other comments on that? And I can move to the next one or are we good? We're good to move on. Okay. So the next one is a social self-press six. Um, I'm also going to kind of make this one brief because it was a bit longer um, and there's just cert- there's specific parts to it that I find like extra social e and like we're talking about there's still a container there's there's still like a need for something but they're not gonna there's not a lot of chaos involved as the first one. Um, so this is that they are in a house that they lived in like 12 years ago that was um, on a mountain. Um, they had a big finished basement and they were, they had, their husband was having a meeting for his 12 step group there, um, which kind of alarmed the dreamer because that's not usually how that goes. They don't have vulnerable meetings in such personal places. Um, so she wasn't a part of the meeting, but she was, I think, upstairs somewhere with some other guy who wanted me or wanted her to live stream the meeting. And she was thinking, oh, okay, well, that goes against confidentiality. Um, But she felt obligated to do it because he asked. So she ended up doing it for a few minutes. Um, So she said, I just left my phone down there and went upstairs because I wasn't in the meeting. Um, Then a couple things happen, but the next part is that she goes downstairs when the meeting is over and everyone's hugging and chatting as they do. And there are two or three people from her college that she hasn't seen in years, but they all recognize each other. And it's awkward because they're all in this anonymous group, but she's not. Um, I'll leave it at that because I think the rest is, is a little bit more fragmenty and different, but just like first off how different of a vibe that is compared to the first one um the first one was super chaotic and like uh like you're sitting on the edge like what the fuck is happening and this one is like it's very diplomatic i think with social self-pres you have much more of like a sophisticated element to things um but you're still it's still addressing social it's still like i I want to feel some kind of connection with people. Um, So as a quick breakdown, I think that, I mean, it's starting off on the mountain. I did mention before in the previous one about um, social, probably taking archetypally, probably taking up a lot more of the like upper air spaces. Um, And then also a 12 step group is a very social thing. Um, AA is like, it is like a social hit. Like you you go and you're very vulnerable about yourself and you're meant to connect to people. People are meant to hold a space for you. Um, I think it's probably a lot what I was speaking to earlier of social, just wanting kind of unconditional love. 
um, and a place where people can just accept you for who you are. That's like a big uh, symbol. AA can be a big symbol of what that is. Um, whether or not actual AA groups get there is a different story, but that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to be like a container for that. Um, yeah, I was also thinking like the anonymous aspect of it. Like you can come as you are and you can let go of the role and with the confidentiality and stuff, it's like, no one's going to know. This isn't going to say anything about your social image or something. That's a great point. Yeah. You're, it's just meant, it's just meant for the connection and the holding it's and, and being vulnerable. It's not meant for any kind of like sort of ego, um, identification. Absolutely. Um, so then too, with the guy that is live streaming it. So I would say this guy is definitely a shadow and already the previous dream didn't really have as many people in it. So not saying all social sexuals are not going to have many people in it, but just that example didn't. But this one with the social self-pres, we do have lots of people in this dream. I have lots of people in my dreams, but, um, this man, whoever he was, and he was never indicated by the dreamer that it was someone she knew, um, would be some kind of shadow of like her and her response is like kind of disturbed. And usually if we have some kind of disturbed response in a dream um, to a person, that's like, boom, there's shadow material. So the fact that she was like, okay, this goes against confidentiality. We're live streaming this meeting. Um, that would probably mean there's some kind of shadow around like, I like how you mentioned it, Kaisa, that there's some kind of ego identification with this. So I think of live streaming as now a wider social audience is about to see. Um, and especially online, which is kind of also can be a very anonymous place where you don't know who's going to be watching. Do you trust who's going to be watching? Like this kind of thing. Um, like it's it's taking a much more like pure and vulnerable container and like dispersing it everywhere essentially so what part of her um would either like never allow herself to do that what part of her has already done that um what part of her is over identifying with like how people out there people i don't even know on the internet see me um like I think there's a lot of questions you could put in there, but that would be where that realm of the shadow is probably living in this situation. Um, because then, you know, they go downstairs, meetings over, everyone's hugging and chatting and there are people she runs into and it just becomes awkward because she isn't in this group and everyone is. So it is that again, social, belonging like I don't feel like I belong here um even though everyone shows up as they are I'm pretty sure like you can go to AA and not even <laughs> have an addiction like you can go like it's um you, you know maybe you're not supposed to but you, you you can that it's like I feel like it's this question, like, why wouldn't she feel like she belongs? If her husband's going, then she's been affected too. Um, if you are supposed to, like, accept whoever comes, however they come, you know, why wouldn't you be accepted too? So it is just this, like, 
feeling. And I would think that whatever the answer is to what that shadow represented of broadcasting something like that um, into a less intimate setting would probably be where she's fighting with this, do I belong? Do I not belong? Um, Do I feel accepted? Do I not feel accepted? Uh, Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, and between like, like intimacy and image. Yeah, exactly. That's a great, yeah. Great way to put it. Um, Yeah. And what, what is it saying about me? Like, what are all these things saying about me and um, what I've been through? I mean, I think of, 12-step groups and AA as like a place where you share a lot of your experiences in life, especially the really messy ones. So it's like, you know, what is it that she's been through? Is she comparing that to what other people are going through? And um, like, is that that process like a, a way that she's separating from feeling connected to others? Like I think about sixes, and I'm not saying this is her experience, but just six in general. Um, there is a lot of compare comparing going on. That whole like you know, was it like sixes usually say like you know this is what made me like my experiences are what made me. Um, like they're they are going to compare what they've experienced in life to what other people are experiencing. So and because it's like a reactivity and it's also kind of like um uh like self-deprecating in some ways like maybe it could be you know two different things it could be like she's comparing herself in the way like oh I haven't gone through stuff like that before so I can't relate to other people so I don't even deserve to be here you know that whole like less than quality or it could be like I went through more than people would ever understand and so you can't connect to me because you know I've been through all of this and you haven't does that make sense I mean Mm -hmm. my own six fix does that sometimes so that I don't know if that's her experience but that would be like where um something involving these this group and like that image versus intimacy thing is going to maybe play out Mm. to me it it looks like that she's um concerned that if she has the uh if she gets or like if other people think that she's part of the group that would tell about her that she's messy Mm. and like especially six is concerned that do others think that I'm normal or am I like too crazy or something mm-hmm. and not wanting that label of crazy or weird or messy? That could be too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, our apologies <laughs> for the dreamer. If she's going to be listening, it's going to be some heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've sent some stuff to her already that... yeah was around these topics so and I think too just like we're also just projecting some stuff on for the sake of interpreting a dream I have no clue if these things would work for her or not yeah exactly <laughs> same People with kind of learn from our projections yeah um that's why like when when we have 
like our individual dreams and then Maggie comes on too with hers like it's much easier because we're all here and we can talk about it whereas like this is just giving a we're painting a picture essentially of what it looks like in on, on like in other people's of different stacking streams too um but yeah I think both so like both of them like I said they had like electronics they had phone I mean actually yeah they were both phones because I think she said she put her phone down yeah um like both of them have phones in it um so that's the social realm both of them are like overly concerned with how the social realm is acting so like I think with the social sexual like she completely ignores her <laughs> her um pain to join up with social groups um and then in the second you know with social self-pres she's over concerned with how she is in relation to this group and even how this group is in relation to an online group so it's like a <laughs> breaking down <laughs> yeah layers and layers of like um how do I relate and, and then how do these relate to the to the outer public it's just like hyper aware um but yeah I I and that's why I think each like whether you're social dominant you know in whatever stacking like your dreams will probably start out with a very social message because like Sammy, you know, we've learned with self-pres that it usually starts out self-presy. I think that's just like way the way your unconscious is going to address yeah. it to you because it's what you know. It's what you're working with every day. So what the message of both of these dreams would be, um, like specifically, then could, it depends if we had them here, we could talk to them about it the ones I had for self-pres I could actually I talked to those people in person um so these people I am not talking to because sadly enough we don't have many social types that I could talk to in person but um yeah I think I think those are just good to to see how they show up in the unconscious at least <laughs>